Thank you. When I hear that, I get excited about the Christmas pageant. I, it starts uh, this week, and I look forward to it, and I can visualize when they are singing that song and the kings are coming and so forth. But when I was a boy, I looked forward to Christmas. It seemed like it would never get there, but I looked forward to it, and I still do. I'm sure that most of you do as well. Having said that, you and I know that Christmas and the Christmas holidays are some of the most stressful days of the year. During the Thanksgiving season, I was listening to some things on television, and they kept talking about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I thought, you know, it sounds like Star Wars to me. I, I didn't know exactly what that was, or an Xbox game or something. But Black Friday and Star Wars. Maybe those things add to the stress of the holidays, and perhaps if we were to simplify them somewhat, they would not be quite as stressful for us. For instance, we might think of on Thanksgiving Day, giving thanks. Just spending some time giving thanks to the Lord because He has blessed us so abundantly. Maybe during the Christmas time, we could celebrate the advent of the Lord, that that. The Father sent the Son to this earth, and that is what we are celebrating at Christmas time. And then when we come to New Year's, we could make a resolution that we're going to do better next year than we did this year. But if we were to simplify the holidays, they might not be quite as stressful for us. Well, today I want to focus on the holiday season through the story of Mary and Martha. So take your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse number 38. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who moreover was listening to the Lord's word seated at his feet. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only a few things are necessary, really only one. For Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Now as we look to the holidays We know that they can be stressful, and as I look at this passage of Scripture, this little story, it is obvious to me that Martha is under significant stress. The dictionary defines stress as a physical, chemical, or emotional factor that causes bodily or mental tension. So stress, then, is inclusive. It affects us chemically. It affects us Emotionally, it affects us spiritually, it affects us physically. It is inclusive and it infects all of us. All of us are affected with stress. It just shows more on some than others. You know, there are some people who always look as if they are stressed out. Their eyes are darting back and forth. They look as if they are about to pop, and you just don't want to be around them when they do. But there are some people who always look stressed. There are other people who experience stress. They just don't look like it. 
I mean, they are calm and collected. Everything is cool. Everything is all right. Now, Richard Johnson's a little that way. Richard is our business administrator, and he just always looks, you know, he just looks, everything's fine, everything's okay. The truth is, I would feel a little better if he looked a little more stressed when our finances are challenging. But Richard just always looks like everything is fine. That's just the way he is. Now, I'm sure he's like that swan on the pond. He's just gliding across there, and his little legs are just paddling away underneath. At least that's what I'm hoping because you can't tell by looking. So we, we all experience stress in our lives. And as I look at this story, there are a couple of things that contribute to it. First of all, when we are annoyed. Now look at verse number 40. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving? Then tell her to help me. Now, it's obvious that Martha is annoyed. I mean, she's in here trying to get everything done. She's doing all the preparations. And Mary is in there sitting at the feet of Jesus. They are just having a great time. And so Martha sees that while she's working, and she's annoyed by it. Well, the holidays is a time when it's easy to be annoyed, isn't it? I mean, you have all these gifts that you have to buy and all these things you have to do. And you go to the shopping center, you can't find a parking place. When you go into the store, they don't have the item that you came in to get. And all the help is incompetent. I don't know how that happens in every store. You know, Nobody can help you. They are all So you become annoyed, and as a result of being annoyed, you are stressed. Something else that causes us to be stressed is when we feel threatened. And as I look at Martha, she feels threatened. The Bible says all her preparations. Was she going to be able to get everything done? I mean, she had a meal to prepare. She had all these things that she had to get done. Was she going to be able to get all of these things done? And so she felt threatened. And there are some of you who feel threatened. You have the gifts that you have to buy, and especially you men, because you don't have a clue as to what to get, and you feel threatened by it. I don't. I, now, this is just a, a secret between us. I just call my daughter and say, go get your mama something that she would like, because I don't have a clue as to what to get. What do you get a woman who has everything? And I know that some of you, so you feel threatened, and as a result of being annoyed and, being, and feeling threatened, then we become stressed. And folks, stress affects every area of our life. It affects us physically. I read an article that said that stress causes headaches, stiffness in the neck, shoulders, jaws, arms, irregular heartbeat, dizzy, all of those. Stress causes all of those things emotionally. Whenever we are stressed out emotionally, we become angry. I read a story. I don't know if it fits, but I like the story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. There was a, a husband who divorced his wife, and she was just livid. She really was angry at him. And uh, he, he had left. She had gone to the beach. She's walking on the beach. And while she is walking along the beach, she finds a lamp. 
she picks up the little lamp and she's rubbing the dust off of it and she's rubbing the sand off of the lamp. There's a genie shines up. And the genie looks at her. He could tell that she is angry, that she is stressed out. And he said, you look like that you're going through a difficult time. She said, oh, I am. Well, what's the problem? My husband left me for a younger woman and I am livid about it. So the genie thought that he would help her out a little bit and maybe he'd teach her a lesson at the same time. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you three wishes. You can wish for anything you want, but I am going to give your husband ten times as much as you. All right. He said, now, what's your first wish? And she thought for a little bit and she said, I'd like to have a million dollars. So just like that, she has a million dollars and she's celebrating having that money. And then she realizes that her husband just got $10 million. So now then she is just angrier because her husband has $10 million. He says, well, now about your second wish, what would you like? She thought a little. She said, you know that old car he left me with? He took the best one. That old car he left me with is a clunker. said, I'd like to have a new Mercedes. And she, he said, all right. So she had a new Mercedes. And then she realized he had just gotten 10 in his car. So she's angrier than than ever. And then the genie said, now what is your third wish? She thought, man, I've got to make this one good. And she thought and thought and thought for a while and she said, I'd like to have twins. <laughs> well, stress affects us. It affects us emotionally, it affects us physically, and it affects us spiritually because the truth is when we are stressed out, we are not resting in the Lord. If you and I are stressed out, it is because we are not finding our rest in Him. Holidays can be stressful, but they can also be satisfying. Now, as I look at Martha, her personality is such that it was probably more difficult for her to be satisfied. Now, she, I'm not hard on her. Let me say this. I am not hard on Martha because I identify more with her than I do with Mary. So having said that, I'm going to talk about Martha. Martha was the doer in verse number 38. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a certain village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. All right, so Martha then is the go-to person in the story. She's the one who gets things done. She is the doer. Unexpected company shows up at her house. Jesus had not texted her and said, the boys and I are coming by. They just showed up. All right, so she wasn't expecting company whenever he got there, but she felt responsible. She was responsible for the hospitality of the home. Now, did you notice in verse number 38 it says her home? She welcomed him into her home. Well, the truth is both Mary and Martha lived there, but she was the one who felt responsible. Martha was the one who was responsible for hospitality. So she's a doer. Now, normally, doers are the worriers. Those who do normally are the ones who worry. And ladies and gentlemen, when we worry, it is because we have the wrong focus. We worry because our focus is wrong. Now, when I look at Martha, Martha's focus was where? 
It was on the mess in the house. It was on the meal she had to prepare. Where was it not? On the fact that Jesus was there. When you and I worry, it is because our focus is in the wrong place. Her focus was on the messy house rather than on the Savior who had come, and therefore she was distracted. Look at verse 40. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. Worry distracts us from those things that are important. I'm sure that Martha was in the kitchen and she's preparing the meal and she's overhearing Martha, Mary and Jesus over talking and she's probably thinking, her, you know, I'd love to listen to those stories myself. Jesus is a great storyteller. I'd like to hear those stories. But no, my biscuits are burning. I can't go over there and listen to the stories like Mary is. So she was distracted. And folks, here's the danger that you and I have during this season. We become distracted with everything we have to get done. We become distracted with all the gifts that we have to buy. We, we become distracted with the fact that company's coming, all of those things that we are doing, and we miss the most marvelous story that has ever been told. I was thinking about the birth of Jesus this week and how, how the shepherds anticipated, how the angels sang, how the wise men came and gave gifts, the star shone over Bethlehem. The promise was fulfilled. God said that he was going to send a Savior. That he, that as far back as Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, the Lord promised that he was going to send a Savior. Someone by whom we could be redeemed of our sins, that we could be forgiven of our unrighteousness. And on Christmas, as we celebrate Christmas, it is a reminder that God fulfilled the promise that He sent the Savior, that He sent the Lamb of God, that He sent the one who would give His life that we might have life. And if we become so distracted with all this stuff of Christmas, the buying of the gifts, the decorating of the house, all of those things, then we miss the story that Jesus came distracted. And that is denounced by the Lord in verse number 41. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things. You know, I, I read the story, and like I said, I'm, I identify more with Martha than I, than I do with Mary. And then I read that one verse down there when the Lord says, you know, you're distracted about so many things. You get worried about so many things. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, it's useless. For us to worry, it's useless. Vance Havner used to say, worry's like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but it won't take you anywhere. That's really true. Worry, worry is useless. It is faithless. You know why we worry? Because we're not trusting the Lord. There are a lot of Christians, including myself, we just don't trust the Lord. And if this doesn't happen, then everything is going to fall apart because we're not trusting the Lord. Let me ask you, are, are you trusting more in the political system than in God? Are, are, you, are you trusting more in the stock market than you are in God? 
Who else believes in the Lord? It, it, it is useless. It is faithless because we are not trusting in the Lord, and it's needless because it doesn't accomplish anything, not anything good. And so we just worry about what might happen, which normally does not happen. Having said all of that, Martha loved Jesus. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind but that she loved Jesus. She didn't enjoy him, but she loved him. Martha expressed her love through acts of service. That's the way that she expressed her love. It was through acts of service. My mother was that way. My mother would, um, when you would come, uh, she would always tell us how you know, how much her back hurt and all of those things because she had been in the kitchen cooking. Now, you know, my feeling was, well, why don't we run down to McDonald's and get a hamburger so that you don't have to go through all of this. But what my mother was actually doing was saying, this is how much I love you. See, I am willing to spend all of this time even though it brings pain to me because I love you. Well, that was Martha. She expressed her love for the Lord through her service. And then there's Mary. Now, the Marys are the ones who enjoy the holidays. I mean, she was relaxed in verse number 39. She had a sister called Mary, who moreover was listening to the Lord's word, seated at his feet. Here's Mary. She's just having a great time. She's not worried about the house being a mess. She's not worried as to whether or not they eat anything. She's just glad Jesus is there. And so there there she is having a... Those people make me nervous. Now, I don't know how they affect you, but I grew up in a home, as you can imagine where my mother taught me that idle hands are the devil's workshop. So you're supposed to do something, even if it's wrong, do something, but don't just sit there. Well, now here's Mary, and she's just having a good time and enjoying, uh, enjoying the Lord, hearing the story, seated at the feet of Jesus. You know, when you see Mary in the Scripture, that's where she always is. There in verse number 39, seated at his feet. In John chapter 11, verse 32, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet. That's where Mary always was. Mary was always at the feet of Jesus. Now, Martha loved Jesus, and she expressed her love through service. Mary loved Jesus, and she expressed her love through worship. Holidays can be satisfying if we're relaxed at the feet of Jesus. And then holidays can be significant because actually they are teaching times. We can learn by the way we celebrate holidays and Christmas, we can learn where our priorities are. They can reveal our spiritual condition. The way you celebrate, that will say something about your spiritual condition. And if we honestly evaluate our celebration, we might discover that our priorities are wrong. I was reading yesterday in my devotional time, and, and I was reading in Revelation chapter 2 about the Ephesian church. And they did a lot of good things. Turn over there with me real quick. Back, Revelation chapter 2, find it. Um, Revelation chapter 2. Now, look at verse number 2. The Lord is speaking to the church in Ephesus, Revelation 2.2. 2. He said, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance and that you cannot endure evil men and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not and you found them to be false and you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not 
grown weary. Now, there's a lot of good things that Jesus is mentioning they are doing, but look at the next verse. But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Jesus is saying to the church in Ephesus, your priorities are wrong. You're doing all these things that you ought to be doing, but in the process, you stop loving me. You stop loving me. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens to us sometimes. We get so involved in all of our responsibilities, all the things that we have to do, that we lose our love for the Lord. I mean, it can even happen to the choir. You're down here, you're down here for hours, day after day after day. You're preparing for the Christmas pageant, all these things that you are doing. Be careful that you don't lose your priority, which is just to love the Lord. As we examine the way we celebrate, it might tell us something about our priorities. And if our priorities are wrong, then our conclusions will be wrong also. Now, as I look at Martha, her priority was wrong. And then she concluded that Jesus didn't care that she was the one having to do all the work while Mary sat in there and did nothing. She said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving? She reached the wrong conclusion. And if our priorities are wrong, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into the Christmas season, then you are going to conclude that the season is all about you and all about yours rather than about Jesus. Be careful with your priorities because you can get so busy that you fail to love the Lord. It's a good time because we can learn that Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promise. His coming is the fulfillment of His promise. That Jesus is sufficient for every need that you have. That Jesus is the solution to every problem that you have. And He brings the grace that is necessary to life. Holidays can be significant. They can also be spiritual. If, if you approach this season correctly, this can be a great spiritual time for you. Now then, in our story, there are two attitudes that are revealed. Mary and Martha, two different attitudes. Both of them are important, but they are very different. Now, Martha's attitude was that of a servant. And uh, had it not been for Martha, you know, as I know, there would have been no meal. There would have been no hospitality. There would have been no clean house for them to come into. So the Marthas are important. You, you need to understand that the Marthas are important. I'm grateful for the Marthas because if we didn't have the Marthas, we wouldn't have any ushers around here. If we didn't have any Marthas, we wouldn't have the, uh, the volunteers who save this church hundreds of thousands of dollars in the work that they do here. If it weren't for the Marthas, we wouldn't have anybody taking care of your kids while we're up here. So the Marthas are important. I, I am not saying anything bad about the Marthas. They are very important. Martha was important, and so was Mary. She just celebrated being with Jesus. So there are two attitudes here. There is Martha, service. There is Mary, worship. Two attitudes. Both are important, but one is preferred. Look at verse number 41. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha... Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only a few things are necessary, really only one. 
Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, it is obvious then that Mary's attitude is the one who is preferred. What was Martha's mistake? Now, it's important. Martha was important, but what was the mistake that she had made? She failed to see the priority of worship. And so Jesus reproved her. Now, he is the guest in her house, but he reproved her. And it was personal. In verse number 41, he said, Martha, Martha, he called her by name. So here is Jesus, the guest in her house, reproving her and doing so by name because she didn't understand the priority of worship. Why does he prefer worship over service? Service is important. I'm not sure that I have all of this worked out myself. Worship is important. Service is important. Why does he prefer worship? Because service is temporal. Now, you can look at Martha. She cleaned the house. But shortly after Jesus and disciples had left, it was a mess again. She prepared the meal, and I'm sure that it was delicious. But they ate it. And then it was gone. It was temporal. You see, we spend a lot of times at the Christmas season doing things that are temporal. I mean, you can clean your house and get it spick and span, and the family's going to come over and it's a mess again. It's temporal. You can prepare all the pies and the cakes and all the food that you're going to eat. They're going to eat it, and it's gone. You can spend all the time that you spend selecting the gifts and in a short period of time they are going to be broken or forgotten. Now except for a few of you who really got a good gift last year, the rest of you don't have any idea what you got. I mean, it's, it's over with. It's, that's, the point that I want you to understand is that all of this is temporal while worship is eternal. That's the reason that it's preferred, because it is eternal. Look at verse 42. But only a few things are necessary, really only one. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Worship is eternal. I was praying this morning and anticipating being here with you. I love to be in the worship service with you on Sunday. I just pray that it'll be worship. That's what I ask the Lord. Lord, we're, we're gathering for a worship service. I pray it turns into worship. It doesn't always do it, but I pray that it turns into worship. See, we can worship the Lord while we're here, and then when we get to heaven, we're going to spend all eternity worshiping the Lord. That is that good part that shall not be taken away. See, that, that's the point that Jesus is making. What Martha does is necessary. It is important, but it's temporal. Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away. Ladies and gentlemen, at this Christmas, it is a time to worship the Lord. It's a time to worship the Lord. Every day you should get up worshiping the Lord. When you see the sunshine, when you hear the birds singing, when you're able to get out of bed or when you're not, we worship the Lord. That's the good part. Now let me conclude. What can we learn from this little story? Holidays can be stressful. 
if we lose sight of Jesus, they, they will be satisfied. Holidays can be satisfying if we commit ourselves to celebrating the advent of Christ, that God sent a son. Holidays can be significant if we learn what is really important. And I challenge you to assess your celebration. What does it say? Holidays can be spiritual if we're involved in worship. And ladies and gentlemen, I pray that this will be a time of worship for you. And there's no better way of worshiping the Lord than committing your life to Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know Jesus? Have you committed your life to Him? I encourage you to. We're going to give an invitation in just a moment. Staff will be here. If you've never trusted Christ, today would you commit your life to Him? They'll pray with you and talk with you. If you're looking for a church home, our doors are open to you. Our gracious Father in God, we pray your blessings upon this time of invitation. May the Lord Jesus be lifted up. May He be worshipped. Father, may our response during this invitation time be a response of worship. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask that you stand with me, please. And as we stand together, the choir is going to sing. It's an opportunity for you to make your commitment to the Lord, to join the church, whatever God's speaking to your heart about. You come. I'll greet you as you do.
looking forward to the uh, pageant that begins Thursday, be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, we don't want it to just be a, an exercise or a performance or anything of that nature, but that it lifts up the Lord. And uh, if it doesn't do that, then it isn't worth doing. But if it does that, then it's worth everything. So you be praying for it. You be praying that the, that the Lord will bless it and that it will be um, a wonderful time. Steve, do we have any tickets left for those who uh, don't have them? You have to have a ticket to come. There are some tickets. They'll be back there after church. Back in the washroom, mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. So make sure that if you make sure you bring someone with you. Uh, but tickets are available. Now, you saw Caroline up on the platform. One of the things that I said about some time ago is that I'd like to take about once a month and have some of our students uh, participate by being up on the platform and praying. So uh, uh, Tripp and Wes are going to select uh, students as we go along and just let them get up there with us. Caroline said, I'm, I'm very nervous. I said, you ought to be. <laughs> so we do everything we can to encourage Don't forget the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. The Lottie Moon Christmas envelopes are in the pew in front of you. And uh, we take up the offering as all the Southern Baptists do during the month of December. You'll want to participate in that. Uh, let me give you a real quick. This is December. We go into December at about a deficit in our budget of about $280,000, which is a little more than it was last year. But what that means is that we are going to have to have a really great December. So you who give, uh, I encourage you to give more. You who have not given, I I encourage you to participate during the month of December. We'll come out in great shape, but it's going to take all of us doing our part. So you do that during the month of December. There's also a notice in your bulletin about our church conference coming up and the security policy. It's just an update, so we're updating. There are some things that you have to constantly go through to make sure that your policy is correct. And uh, so it's changing some wording and part of it. You know, it, it but it's, uh, I just wanted to call your attention to it so you would know it. If you want copies of it, I think Richard has them in his office. He'll be up there chilled out. Just go up and tell him what you want. And, get, and uh, no problem with that. Now then, college students, here's a lunch for you over in the... Um, Family Life Center, if you have any prayer needs, these deacons with badges on be happy to pray about any need. Let's stand together as we are dismissed. Gracious Father, we thank you so much for your love and your grace. Thank you that you are faithful. Even when we are not, you are. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that we might be faithful as we leave this place to bring glory to the name of Jesus in whose name we pray. Thank you.